0: Yo, peace. This is Curtis Metcalf, host of the uh, fresh on my fresh podcast, broadcasting live on Anchor. I'm doing this as an intro because I've already recorded the episode. Uh the second segment is with uh DeadStot J. The first segment is me um waking up. Happy New Year's to everybody. And enough support to enough love to everybody who's been still following this, this old podcast and everything. And, you know, 2022 is a new thing. Love y'all. If the world just contained black and white, how limited our sight would be. So God put in many bright colors to make our sight more vivid, you see. I like the red, yellow, and green, also purple, violet, and gold. All colors represent God's children that has happy and pure souls. The children move around with laughter, enjoying the phases of life as it passes. They seem to see things as they are, not through broken and cloudy glasses. So when you look at the world, don't just look at the black and white, look at all the beautiful colors. Look at all the beautiful colors of the days and mysterious nights. That was a piece from the late Yolanda Porter from her book of poems entitled Rambling Thoughts. And why I started off this episode with that, I wanted to talk about the art. That was from 2014. I wanted to talk about a whole thing, a lot of things art-related. I want to, excuse me, I wanted to uh, talk about a whole lot of art-related things. That's what's on the plate. That's what's on this plate. That's what's on this plate I'm going to call holiday leftovers. Something to throw it out, because I don't have a main topic, but a whole lot of things have have me open arms and riled up lately for really like it's more than social media but it has a lot to do with social media with people people just dealing out misinformation it's an it's a never-ending battle and something that could easily be solved if people did the right thing rather than just heading to the keyboard typing up something in pressing sin without doing their due research. Um first off uh I, I didn't mean to I didn't really mean to leave off so long, you know, like a new episode. This is a new episode, first episode of the new year and stuff and my and my birthday is on Tuesday, so today is like you know Happy every Happy birthday, Happy New Year, Happy birthday to everybody who celebrates their birthday on January 9th. Um, it'd be a whole lot of stuff that I go on, and it almost be like every other episode I ran on, and leave out some important stuff. Just, just to be saying, you know, um, it's not like the episodes take a lot out of me, but it was a whole lot this year, well, this year, 2021, that I had to handle it, and I'm surprised, you know, I'm amazed at myself, proud of myself for getting through it, like I did, um, the the panting, the panting, you know, the uh, this this panty messed up a lot of people's money and messed up a lot of people's movement but through your tireless efforts not just not just me if you wanted to if you decided to put work into that book you probably halfway finished with that book now uh you probably made your first deep dive into some some type of journalism because you see how bare it looks out here um you push forward into something, uh, provocative, and probably it's producing a, um, a stream of income for you, you know, more power, more power to you forward it, because you see how it's looking out here, you, you know, some people is, some people are motivated, like, found that piece of self-motivation out here, and, and you know, so, you know, there, there's positivity with that, and, with certain things, you had to have a balance. Uh, get into the misinformation thing. I seen something recently, like within a 24-hour period, and I waited till this morning to really speak on it. Um, It was a meme that um, Timberland didn't make the meme, but it was on his, uh, he posted it on his uh, Instagram. And, you know, was something popular... In music-related, it gets touched on. Then it gets it gets circulated, no matter how right or wrong it is. Um, it concerned Quincy Jones. It concerned Quincy Jones and his career at the point to where he created Thriller for Michael Jackson. And it says, let me get this right. It says that Quincy Jones was fifty years old when he made Thriller, you know, it's, it's meant to be a positive for anybody to like, you know, you know, like the lady in Black Panther, who was like the elder in Black Panther, that was her first, I think that was her first major film, and she was like so, so, so much was like 60, 70 years old, something like that, but the thing about it was like, that was her, that was the first movie folks known her for, and it wouldn't have been, you know, it wouldn't have been people knowing that if not for somebody making a meme about it or finding a fact about it or stuff. You have to go deeper than the meme when you do reveal stuff. So back to the Quincy Jones thing. Quincy Jones, he was born in 1933. His first record he produced and arranged was like 1955, and it was successful. This man was... This man was playing in, in, this man was orchestrating bands that Frank Sinatra was, was singing on at 14 years old. Understand that the man was damn near a legend at 25 years old. He, he wrote in the range of Leslie Gore's It's My Party in 1963, which was a number one hit which allowed him A&R at Mercury Records, where she brought in so much more, countless other stuff. The man defined more than just the era of music. It seems like every time he produced a project, another form of music is introduced. I mean, what he did back then was pop. The point being is that Quincy Jones was, he had several Major achievements and triumphs before Thriller, Michael Jackson wasn't even born when he <laughs> when he when he made his strides. Matter of fact, Mike, Mike sought him out after his time after his time on Motown was up, and he went to Epic. Like, who you think made it Off the Wall? Who you think produced Off the Wall? Which is another subject. You know the, the 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 timeless off the wall versus thriller preference debate. You you have two classes right there. Nobody loses, but things like that. I was talking to a man, so uh, Rudy P, and he. I didn't say I didn't have nothing to say about the meme foremost, rather than seeing a couple of my friends share it and of. Uh, I have a few friends that share stuff, and I'm looking at everybody that has ever shared that that um, that Jay Z mean, which come out to be fake news about uh, him donating all of these millions to like a uh, to like a uh, what's the boy N- N- uh, Nipsey Nipsey Hustle uh, after he died. It came out to be false, and it's just like people st- people stumble upon the constant misinformation on the internet it's like people be the first to uh how do you say it? people be the first to want to post something uh young young dolph young dolph dies somebody was the first to post that and then it became this big flood on 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 social media now like a couple of days ago of uh, you come to find out that one, it was a dude in, in one of his photos or one of his videos that like was, was a man, what's the trigger man or was cause of his death or whatnot. And somebody was the first to, um, to do that probably without any research or anything. This is just like hearsay, like it becomes barbershop talk after a while. And it leaves folk, folks even more confused as to what the truth is. So, back to the uh, back to this Quincy Jones thing. It should be known. It should be known, even for casuals. Like, the first thing you should know Quincy Jones for, as far as, like, recent memory, is, like, maybe the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, putting that together. It should be more, like, on entertainment. This guy put out to me a... Uh, uh, Tevin Campbell Man's work with like you know Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre is uh, People have Preferred to call Dr. Dre The, the Quincy Jones of, of rap music Which is like a reach But The fact that Quincy Jones's name is in such A high, in such high esteem You should know the reasons why It is in such high Esteem, like when I grew up, Quincy Jones was like, I knew him for the theme of the Street Beater, uh, which is the theme song to Sanford and Son. We watched a lot of Sanford and Son. Like, that was like independent TV outlets back in those days, Like like when those shows ended their network runs and they would get brought back like five and ten years later. Like you know, Good Times. You know, you know where you was when you were watching Good Times and, and other shows, other black shows like that. And they came on like afternoon. Some came on in mornings. You know to fill up, fill up a certain time. You know, I I remember watching Good Times like after um uh, after a certain Donald P. Belisario programs like Kojak. I I know Donald P.'s name from from seeing who's the executive producer of Madden P.I. So, just from following that, just from that, just like, that's an example right there. But Quincy Jones and Dave Grusin together wrote the Sanford and Sun thing, which sprung, like, this is like 70-something, this is like mid-70s. So, you creeping on up into uh the era where Thriller, where Thriller was pretty much made at. Like, before Thriller, And I gave a short list of records that um that Quincy did when um leading up to a thriller. A couple that I didn't put on there was like Master Jam by uh Rufus and Chaka Khan, which would be the last record they would do before uh Shaka left for her own. Uh Quincy Jones put out Patty Austin. But it was a group of albums in the 70s that Quincy Jones did, that were his albums. You know, there's Body Heat, of course. Um, guy worked with Leon Ware and Minnie Riperton. Uh, there's Sarah Vaughan. There's Patty Austin. Let me think what the album, Smack Water Jack. That's Walking in Space, but that was before. But, you know, I said Body Heat nanita uh sounds and stuff like that uh then you go into the dude and this is all the 70s about to go into the 80s so you running up on michael jackson's off the wall and then you have thriller those are still and that's just off the top of my head those are still albums that you know quincy jones did and it was popular and introduced new musical styles that will later get adopted by others. But for a thriller. And you know, don't like to talk to my people like that. But black people you got to do better with your information. You 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 clown people for knowing it all but still you won't sit next to a person and soak up some knowledge and stuff like that like we we are losing this thing at a at a serious rate you even have you even have a little side talk about like you know people just ask a general question i've seen this one question get asked and it's like uh do you believe biggie smalls got washed on any song he was on that had, you know, guest appearances and stuff. And like, you know, when you look at Biggie's track record, Biggie watched a lot of folks or it's the context. People have to know what a good song is. Like I posted some stuff. I, look, I went back and listened to some Biggie songs. People was giving examples. People love bringing up that Jay wash Biggie on 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 uh, Brooklyn's finances. I'm like, nah, nah. Cause I don't even remember I don't even remember What Jay said After The last lines That Biggie kicked on Like you know Gotta go coolio Mean it's getting too hot If they had twins She'd probably have two pops Get it Um I don't Like I know the cadence But I don't remember Like Jay's words after that And it's his song And this is the infamous song That both of them Met that day And they found out Neither one of them wrote raps on pen and paper. That's the one where it's like, oh, you 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 get down like that too. You rap in your head. You you do the rhymes, you do the rhymes in your head, okay. Which is a whole nother subject. People like imitate like wow. People imitate what Jay did like seven, eight, nine, ten years after he said it on an interview on Rap City. It was just like, yeah. I don't I don't use pen and paper, I just, you know, I can't explain it. I just, you know I do the raps in my head and recite them and after that it's like an exercise, you know. But yeah, the whole thing about misinformation and people, especially people who get on who get online and fake the funk about them being musicologists or musical historians and stuff? Now I know, I know who most of them are. I follow them or don't follow them, but it's like a lot of people that I see, like on hip hop Twitter, Black Twitter, whatever. They do it for the fame, and they do it to get their views up. They do, you know, they went from the hot takes to try to take the knowledge, and it's like it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, if you're going to school somebody, school them, school them with the love and the information that they, that they need, that they, that they really need to. And, you know, that's what, that's what Naima Cochran does. That's what, uh, Shea Serrano does, Dan Charnas, um, it's another guy. My guy from, um, that's Dart Adams. There's, um, that's the few I talked to. That's another guy that I talked to. I really want to shout him up, but, um, uh, I really want to shout this man out, but I have to, um, I have to look at my phone, but he's down with, um, he was down with the group, uh, Funky Town Pros, and we had plenty of talks about, um, who's who in producing any music and stuff. There's a lot of history involved. There's a lot of history involved and stuff, you know. Um, People like to get funky with you when you explain that how, like, certain rappers or certain people ain't legends, even though they like them a lot, and then there's preference. And then you you can't really argue somebody's preference. You can't really argue somebody's preference or whatnot because it's what they like. I try to be, I try to be unbiased as possible. Like, say, like, say, like, say, explain to somebody why you don't like, why I don't like the last three Nas albums or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, okay, I can't get people to understand that. If you not a fan of the thorough hip hop sound, then it's going to the whole conversation you're going to be lost in totally because. um, Just for the simple fact that hip hop isn't all boom bap, like that's the foundation of it, that's a stage that it went through. But it also was also expansive at the same time, like fusion. People were singing on records. People were singing on rap records before. And then there's, the, there's what I call the skill side to where it's like, you know, it's very thorough, hardcore beats, the, all the choreography, the wordplay. You also had the DJ scratching and all that, you know. So when when Nas makes, makes statements like, you know, him and, him and Hit Boy it's the new gangster, and I'm like, where where is this at? Now, premiere has been copied a million times over. People have people have you know, in, in other people who produce like premiere, like showbiz, you know, like like you know, a lot of people who who bit premiere, they also bit showbiz, they bit large professor, they bit finesse, they bit buckwild, they bit Pete Rock. They, you you beat a lot of people, and you form a standard. Those guys form the standard. Try call Quest, you know, uh, Prince Paul, DJ Muz, DJ Quick. You know, all all your all your goat all time great producers. You you have people who push the art to where others can't reach it, and but. They didn't close the lanes off to where you can create yours. And it, this thing has always been about being original and, and, and being dope and stuff, you know. People have tried to convince me that Hit Boy has a, a fresh sound. Like, what do, what do y'all think it is fresh? Like, oversynthesized, played out drums and rhythms. Trying to sound like, and it's like, you know, not to be bitter, but I've heard better. And this is just me coming from, this is me from a fan standpoint. Not even going into the musical. Not even going to the musical side. Because there has been folks, there has been folks. I need Conze A. Thousand on this because he gave me a good theory about. And He likes, he likes like the King Disease, King Disease 2, and, and the latest one, Magic. And and he gave me something. He gave me a drew and he was like Nas actually did King's Disease and King's Disease 2 before. It was called Street's Disciple. So that gives me another thing. That was like that's another one. That's another big question mark on Nas career as far as like that, you know, the street's Disciple stuff. That was supposed to have been, you know, that's his second attempt at doing a uh Double album. I am and and supposed to have been before the songs got leaked, supposed to have been a whole double album and stuff, you know. Um Nas still serving them up with the with the with the raps and stuff. Man's definitely a legend. Man's definitely in this part of his career where he's like Let's get the whole Nas misunderstanding away because I think I got I got them on this one I got them on this one I don't think anybody is mad at Nas for not doing another Illmatic. people grow you grow you grow after you after you didn't quit your first job you know you get you get a better environment might get better pay but you as long as you're in a better environment you're not Thinking about, you know, what made you, what made you is like, you know, what made you move is like how you got done at your first job. So you get, you know, you get your perks and benefits from your second job and then you go, then you go and grow something else, you know, you know, you might meet your, you might meet a girlfriend, you mingle. You know, every stage is different. You might get at a job to where it's like you start, you know, you worked at this job, you start hitting the nightlife, you start hitting the clubs and stuff. It's always at a certain age. Look at the ages that certain artists that become legends, when they're pushing the standard, they're making their runs, they're providing the most consistency, and then you have the albums where they slop you up, where you you fall off at. I think the whole thing is divided. I mean, it makes for a a healthy debate if you can have it with folks. As long as you don't get in the stand culture, you know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to rough up fellas with what I'm saying. But, you know, it goes like this. Like, no matter how many facts you shout at and bludgeon somebody with, somebody's not going to like, you know, some people don't like Nas' voice. It mess with them, you know. They mess with Nas, but they don't like like Nas' voice. People like to think that the beat selection thing is like, oh man, like what, what, what do y'all listen? What do y'all listen for? Do y'all? I didn't statements that says that Nas, Nas fans, really tune into his lyrics and they ain't studying the beats. Well, they, they y'all just as bad as he is. Y'all like wet beats too. <laughs> Premiere and Pete Rock didn't have to be on all the Nas albums. You could even tell what time it was when certain albums. You could definitely tell what time it was when when I am when I am hit. You could hear certain producers certain producers' influence and stuff. Like, you had Key Guys on there. You had, uh, I want to say, was Dane Grease. Yeah, Dane Grease was on one with the, uh, Life Is What You Make It, with uh, DMS. Of course, Premiere was on there on the night. It's like in New York, New York State of Mind Part 2. Some people said Part 2 is better than Part 1, but it's not. It's dope. It's a continuation of it. When people make statements like that, I feel like they don't really like hip-hop for real like, you have people who can't stand the old sound, which is like why boom bap is used as a derogatory term when they, to, for folks who don't understand the rhythm, the rhythm of the music, like the African drums. I got to understand Africa is within the music. That's why I, they went to the drum breaks. They went to the Bad Bones drum breaks and stuff. Uh... It has reappeared again as in the form of uh, people who uh, like producing the uh, the, the no-drum stuff. It's there in a sense, now follow me on this, it's there in a sense, but it's, a, it's also a drawback because it becomes trendy. Everybody jumps on the bandwagon, everybody copies. This goes back to what I was saying a little bit. Foreshadowing earlier, and um you have variety one thing to help out in this in its, in its musical form it has always provided variety, and that's in the fusion. you could rock out to it, it could be smooth, it could be like neo soul, it could be jazzy, it's definitely the funk, it's the funk and the jazz, which is like the root the root of like most American music the blues blues and jazz you know one of the same one could be instrumental one could be vocal but definitely with the rhythm and stuff and i think you know what sets apart uh most producers if they won with the funk there's a lot of funk that's missing in a lot of y'all's year albums of the year like a lot of inspiration is missing a lot of soul is missing And you have legends, co-signing it. Nye's ain't the only one. There's plenty of them. Look around. Move right along. Modern times. Um, gotta send a congratulations to my man Kanza Eight Thousand. Um, he's been spending nights. This got to be said. This been he's this guy's been spending nights inside of. The shops at Bell Air Mall to produce this top to bottom wall piece right behind Baumhauer's um, Baumhauer's Bar and Grill inside uh, inside that end of the mall. Like if you're going towards Belk, it's right there at the uh, it's right there in the in the aisleway. like a few doors up from uh, the Synchro Scientist store. There's this uh mural of uh that that Conzie did, and I'm looking at his art for his mom's uh book of poems or uh, rambling thoughts, and it's just like man, it just it just gets better with time, and he's got a hook up for it like it's art, it's a big art piece, and he also has um augmented uh, augmented reality. Just think of think of uh. The Pokemon Go craze when that was going on. When people were just going on, it was like Pokemon Go and they was run, walking around bumping into stuff. Um, once he gets that set up. Wow, that's a sample. All right. Once he gets the art minute reality set up, you will definitely see that live and in person and on com you know, uh, it's something right after, right after, uh, Hank Aaron, it's a real dope, probably the dopest Hank Aaron tribute ever, and it's a big step, because he's doing inside of, uh, Bel-Air Mall, and some lovely things is going to be happening with it, um, like I said, a happy new year to everybody, you know, out with the old, in with the new, um, if you've been traveling, if you've been making your travels and making your strides just to get better, you're doing that book, you're doing that project, you making, you making, like, some serious life vows to yourself, you're doing some healing, you're doing some detoxing, <coughs> excuse me, I'm all for that with you. Just don't mislead people out here. Be about what you about another beer,
1: so I have to get up again.
0: Oh yeah, I take another beer, man. You know, it is, it is dinner time. You know, <laughs> yeah. Second segment. Yeah, we go. I mean, you rolling? Yeah, I take care of this. You know, second segment. Um, the cool down after all the heat. I felt like I chose violence when I got up this morning.
1: You did choose
0: violence. Bro. I chose violence because I sat on that one. I <coughs> sat on. I sat on that meme, First of all, to see that I didn't see until I posted it on. Because all I saw was, all right, here's all I saw at first. I saw that Quincy Jones made Thriller at age fifty. Don't stop what you're doing, and I'm like,
1: nigga. No, you said nigga. That's what, That's the first thing that popped in your head. I said Chris like, Jones.
0: Chris Jones. Was like, it? Thriller really is
1: not even his best project.
0: No. Honestly. No, it's not.
1: Dog. If if anybody would sit down and take the time to realize that goddamn maybe Jermaine Jackson was a better musician than Michael Jackson, if you don't even say that shit to yourself at least once in your life, then you never really paid attention to music, my dude.
0: That was. Somebody said that. It was me. It was... The, no, besides you. Besides you. Somebody said that before, and it stuck with me like that. Like, yo, it got said enough times to where I started looking at it like, whoa, Jermaine is, like, probably the most talented member of the Jackson 5 and stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you, like Mike, yo, Mike look t- at his
1: hair. Look at his hair, nigga. The hair tell the story.
0: The hair tell the story.
1: The hair tell the story, dog. When you see how this nigga carried himself... Straight up alpha male shit. <laughs> it's like everybody. Yeah. It's like yeah. the whole world don't know, but he knows. Right. That he run this shit. Like I'm the best round this motherfucker. And then you listen to Capsules of Sand." And beautiful, then beautiful song. Nigga. Yeah. The song is more than beautiful. Yeah. The song is telling. It's a fucking telling song. And the reason why the song is telling because. It is not the same fucking kind of soul you used to hearing from um, Motown. From Motown. Mm-hmm. This shit right here.
0: This is this is definitely after. This the, shit
1: went oh, into some Philly, to some Philly type shit. Oh, you talking some
0: about Nor- you talking some about Northern that? Soul type shit? You talking about that? Okay. Yes,
1: it, okay. it went into some Philly Northern Soul type shit, like some shit like if he didn't make it. I could have heard Willie Hutch making that shit in a different way, but it would have right. been it would have been horns instead of goddamn guitar.
0: And when you look at that era of uh, Motown, that started making, they started getting real heavy. Like uh, Barry Gordon didn't want Marvin Gaye to drop "What's Going On," you know. So yeah. it didn't sound like the the bubblegum popcorn music that, that was yeah, being. Yeah. It had wasn't no money doing.
1: making in that, right? He right. didn't want them to shake, rock the boat. Like, nigga, you you can say, give me some Elvin Presley-type shit. We competing against niggas who is trying to hit the top five every single time we drop a record. And don't rock the boat.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. Don't rock the boat. Yeah, and you have uh, Burt Bacharach and Hal David writing the hits for Dion Warwick and stuff, and that's the type of stuff that's topping the charts at that time.
1: I was listening to to, um, Shine talk about... um, about when he when he was when he was um coming out and all that type of shit. And I I really did love that interview with Shine and, and Nori and them. Oh and Drink Champs. On mm-hmm. Drink Champs. Mm-hmm. The reason why I really I liked it is because Nori never stated the obvious. The obvious being that everybody thought you sounded like B He kinda let him off the hook with that for the most part. You know what I'm saying? He let him off the hook with that for the most part because it was like Everybody know that's the reason why folks had really fell in love with Shine from the Offset. Not me, personally. I actually love this shit. Yeah, like, I you shit do dope. You know what I'm saying? I dug this shit, but I think a lot of people saw their saw voices as being similar and shit like in the industry and thought that Puff was like, oh shit, Biggie died. I'm just going to go find another nigga to sound <laughs> like, You know what? You know what I'm saying? That's what most people thought, man.
0: You know what? Where did... For for in your in your opinion, where did that come from? Because I know it was like one day, uh, people down here at the time. I remember working at Circuit City, and people would bring it up. The people would bring up the uh joint with uh Shane and uh Barrington Levy. Me, yeah. I was looking at the joint like Barrington Levy. Oh man, they found Barrington Levy and put uh, him on the joint. and That was the
1: fact that Barrington Levy was on there was already. The big co-sign for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just a, just a person that came up listening to Caribbean music all my life. Right. right? So, like, you, you get Barrett to leave you on the joint, that shit got to be hot. And then it was. And then it was hot. Then it was, dog.
0: After that, that's when I heard all the shine sounds like Biggie. He's copying Biggie or whatever. I
1: never thought he was after I heard him really speak. I never thought he was. I thought like that nigga Gorilla Zoe or whatever the fuck his name was from over there. I think he was just copying Biggie from, like, the from, the yeah, from the West. From the yeah, West Coast. West. Oh, uh, dog! That was, was that was Gorilla Zoe. That was Gorilla, Gorilla Black. Black. Gorilla that Black. Was Gorilla Black. Yeah, Gorilla Zoe yeah. was the nigga that did have a really really cool song. He's from ATL. He's from Atlanta. Yeah. He yeah, had yeah, a, he yeah, had a real yeah he had that damn I'm dreaming and nothing yeah he had that yeah. song yeah that yeah that was some good he had a couple of hits. He had a couple hits. I he had fuck, a couple hits. I, I, fuck, I fuck with I fuck But with Gorilla him. Black is what we're talking about. Yeah, he really went hard with the... Biggie impersonation. Yeah, because he looked like him and everything. Like Not look like him, but he like... I put you like this. If both of them sh- showed up and...
0: He looked like Gravy in and and the And they notori- shot
1: gravy. and they... Well, he... All right, then. He,
0: he looked like Gravy. He looked like Gravy in the Notorious He looked like Gravy playing Biggie. Dog.
1: Basically, what he was, and then he
0: wasn't getting love from the West like that. Like, what do you, you know.
1: what do you, what what do they call the um, the Superman nigga dog that looks just like him but don't goddamn
0: Bizarro Superman? Yeah, he, 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 he
1: Bizarro Biggie dog. You know There's no, no way in the world that his career, like you can listen to him and you be like, nah, nigga. Like, it's, it's no way in the world. But, and then they, if you peep it, they
0: tried to use the same formula as bad boy did with Shine and Barrett and
1: Levy. What was the first joint? Wherever he dropped, he had Beanie Man on it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. But the thing is, is that after watching this, what's the name? And then actually using my own common sense, I realized that, yo, Shine from Belize. So it makes and, all the sense in the like world. The first place my 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 mom and dad moved to when they when they first when they left um, when they left the city and moved into the other boroughs is on Church Street, and Church Street in New York in Brooklyn is nothing but West Indian folks. So what somebody that you would think was Jamaican is not Jamaican. Mm. They from Saint Vincent. Like people think that that my roots come from Trinidad because I claim Trinity. No, my granddad is from Saint Vincent and he's from St. Vincent and he moved to Trinidad because shit niggas moved from island to island and right. that's where he met his he met his wife my grandmother is Dominican you understand what I'm saying So yep. like, but Trinidad is where they made their life so that's where all their children was born but you got a Dominican woman and a person from St. Vincent and nobody sees the, the different directive in that at all uh-huh. but when I listened to what Sean was saying in that interview I understood why he wanted to be a reggae artist why his first rap name was Shaba and all that type of shit. Because this nigga like the same age as me. So, like, he a little bit older, but he like the same age as me. We listen to the same shit, nigga. Like, we listen to Nas, but we wanted to watch chicks pop their ass and all that type of shit. We listen to Luke. Always listen to fucking reggae music, dog. Because reggae music is where women got loose. And, in all honesty, nigga, if you wanted to see women get loose in the prime of your life mm-hmm. in New York City... You reggae get, was it, you my get
0: dude. To, you, get to a, you get to a spot that played reggae. If it, or just if you had reggae music. Bro, you was
1: listen, reggae. it was two American songs that made girls goddamn act ass. And that was Luke. I wanna rock, I wanna rock, oh, I wanna rock, I, wanna, that rock, I wanna rock. Doo Doo Brown. Yeah, doo Doo Brown. And then you had goddamn maybe some shit from another artist or whatever, whatever that was hype on the radio. But everything other than that, if you living in my neighborhood in Queens, I promise you it was it was it was some reggae shit, man. It was some reggae shit, because the reggae shit had the right tone to make women want to dance and shit. and all these girls came from from those type of families. they came from Guyanese families, you know what I'm saying yeah. they came from they came from Jamaican families, they came from those type of families that that that, that was the music that it was. the hip hop that we like. And all that shit was based off of jazz, bro. Yeah. Every single last
0: piece. I I, I always come to that conclusion when you talk about hip hop, right there. Like hip hop is fusion, first of all, and the root of all modern music in America starts with the blues and jazz. We were know? jazz
1: musicians without instruments
0: and and reading the music.
1: Yeah, we didn't know how to read the music, man, and, and but we didn't. We also didn't have instruments, so we we kind of, we kind of lined up with one another and see who could collect the most electronics, mm-hmm. and whoever could 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 collect the most electronics became the king. Yeah, of uh, that shit. That's how, that's the nigga house you go over. You're like, reading my mind right now. <laughs> I rem, I remember I remember like goddamn shit with Ryan and and um. Well, mainly with Ryan, man, because like, Ryan was the only dude that I really, really knew that I, uh, that wanted to make beats as bad as I did. And I remember sitting with him and like, literally like just trying to take turns with the machine. Mm-hmm. we have niggas that had good jobs, man, that wanted to be rappers, but didn't have no producers and shit. And they just, they'll just be like, boom, here go this machine. Make something happen. We need beats. And I would look at Ryan, and Ryan would look at me, and I would definitely look at Ryan first and be like, nigga, you know about this more because when I met you, you was making beats. I was a rapper, right? You feel what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I was a rapper, so I, I, I still need your tutelage, man. Like, I still need to look at what the fuck you doing. So you make the beats, man. Let me see what it is. But then when I learned, I was like, bro, can I... Can I see that beat machine for this weekend, man? I got some ideas in my head, man, some samples. And Ryan was a dick, man. I love that. He's he my brother, man. He was a dick, but he be so busy making some dope shit, man, that he'll just be like, man, shit, I just come through, and he'll come through, man. Yeah, he'll come through. He'll come through, and he, he. A lot of times, he ain't, sometimes he let me see the drum machine, but a lot of times he just came through and worked with me. Yeah, and that was a beautiful thing because if he just left me to my devices with it by myself, then it would have took me longer to learn. But he came through, and man, Ryan am tell you this shit, man. You ever talk to a man like we, I put two mattresses down in my, my mom's and um pop's crib, man. Side by side, we got a line of Tech mixer. That bitch you sample. Got sample yeah. You got a thirty second sample on it. You got a thirty second sample
0: on it. Yeah. You
1: got thirty second sample on it. And then we got the DR5. Fucking Mm -hmm. rolling DR5 and shit. Mm -hmm. You know that bitch guy got got buttons on it like the same size as the buttons when you dial the phones on your iPhone. Oh no,
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that one. That was like the
1: first. I don't even think we were smart enough to MIDI it. We didn't even MIDI it. We didn't even have a keyboard. So all we did was get the sample and then... I'm seeing Ryan hitting these tiny ass buttons. You, yeah, they were, that like they were like dots.
0: They were yeah. like dots. They were like I'm watching.
1: I'm watching this nigga do that. And I, so, like, honestly, when I got uh, when I got a little bit older, and I started like um, making beats on the, on, the, um, on the on the on the um, on the on the, on the keyboard Duh. and and the e, and the SQ and the SQ um fucking EP not EPS sixteen and SQ fucking. I'm inside the keyboard. That's what I I had.
0: I know what the SQ, which one you was talking
1: about. That's the AR-15 rack mount. That's basically what that is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I started making beats on that shit, I said, yo, oh my God. Like, I would never know how to work this shit this fast if I had not watched. Right. Exactly. If I had not watched Ryan make beats. On something where he could have really... Where he should have really middied that shit up. (coughs) He should have middied it up. Like, the DR5 is meant to be middied up. He was meant to be middied up. He didn't didn't bother doing that. He just played beats on tiny-ass little keys. And if you can do that... Then you just... You just have to improvise, man. As a producer, man. That's how your life has to be.
0: I think that's the legacy of do it yourself hip hop producers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't if you got a piece if, if you got a uh, little piece of gear and you got it home, it's like you beg somebody to let you get that off their hands. Facts. Because you just die hard really was thirsty for wanting to make beats and stuff. Facts. You didn't even ask for um The instructions. We don't read instructions. We don't read the instruction manual to nothing. You know what I'm saying? We know how to plug in and play.
1: Try by fire.
0: Try by fire. Mm
1: -hmm. Try by fire. You don't dislike. What was your what was your first machine? I can tell you what the first one. No, I'm not gonna tell you what your I'm not gonna ask you. I can tell you the first I can uh, can tell you the first one. Okay, tell me the first one, but tell me the first one that you, you you spent retail for.
0: First first thing I learned how to make beats on was that rolling DR five. I seen two oh, so dudes. Right.
1: I seen two people had it. So we know that that people. shit had some dope ass sounds up there. It.
0: it did. The second time I saw it, it was a cat named Jonathan and he stayed out in Westmoreland. Shit was
1: a glorified calculator with some dope That's ass what sounds.
0: it was. That's what it was.
1: Yeah.
0: It was a big ass calculator. Yeah. Alright, you talk about MIDI. he had his Jonathan had his uh D R five meted up with the uh with the Boss SP 202, the sampler, which
1: okay. that sounds like that's some dope ass shit
0: though. It, 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 it sounds like some shit I would do today. It, it connects your thought with, uh, as far as hardware. He admitted this. He could admitted this because yeah. it's made to be admitted. That's what he did, and that's the first time I seen two machines. We ended up getting the
1: Triton, so we didn't think <laughs> <care> about that. <laughs> but see, with the Triton, we, we got it. We got a Triton and MC 505, so that's how we progressed away from that that's how the Mr. Big album was was end, end up getting getting done yeah. that's how Try time ended up getting done but MC 505 man rolling
0: y'all made my, the stuff at the studio though right y'all didn't meet it at the house
1: no man i, I used to want to choke Ryan, man like as soon as we got the 505 besides the MPC I never I've never produced on the NPC. Right. Right? Like for real, for real. Like I never have. Like Ryan did and Esau did, right? They yeah. produced on the NPC. Yeah, they would the and, and, and so they always they, they had always had practice on it because Ryan used to fuck with fuck with a lot of other niggas that produced and I had known I had known these niggas, so I I never really knew that shit. So I fell in love with the boss and the rolling workflow. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off. Mm mm-hmm. mm. Because I want you to finish telling me yeah, I'm a, like, I'm what your telling. shit was.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah we can go I, back. We I want
1: you to finish back. telling me what you were saying, but me, the rolling and the, and the boss workflow was, was basically the same. So I got so used to the boss and rolling workflow that I said, fuck it, because I never wanted to get those rack mounts to get sounds and shit. Because, uh, all, those, because all those machines already came with sounds.
0: That was, and that was the thing too. You know, you made beats, once you got up on that level, you made beats faster, and you did, that was just another. That was just some old yeah. gear that you cop just to, just you know what it did. And I know folks who, yeah, folks had the whole you know the whole strip, the whole tower mm-hmm. that was filled with like rack mounts. I was
1: stuff. like, that's too much for me. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I feel like it was too much because I just <laughs> and nah, because
0: like I felt like if it once was, I
1: got the SQ one and Sonic. And just hook that shit up to what would be the, the ASR, the ASR. Tech. It turned it into that because I had the rack mount and then I, I had the computer. You I got what you're saying. I got what. You're I, saying. That's that's all I needed. Shout out, shout out to goddamn, shout out to my homeboy Julio Freeze who put me onto that because I had, like I said, I had the SQ, and then I had the goddamn the ES, and once I hooked them two together, a nigga had, goddamn, this much. um... Nobody can see this, but let's just say that my arm length, I'm six foot tall, so my <laughs> arm length is going out as far as it can possibly go. It's past the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I had all those discs, and I was just able, like, the Wurlitzers. I still can't even find those same Wurlitzer organs, man, oh, that man. I can use for goddamn bass drums and certain horns. and Man, I had all that shit was just straight up samples from jazz bands and this, that, and the other. I still got the discs, but where do I put them?
0: Right. They
1: don't fit in nothing that you can use these days. Man. Nah,
0: nah, nah. Especially you know 3.5 floppy. No,
1: no. Yeah, no, 3. yeah. 3.5s don't, don't fit.
0: But I felt like the way you're describing it, it's just like you had boards. You, you was pretty much like how how Swiss Beats was. As
1: long as he had an MPC, he could meet it up to any keyboard he wanted. He just didn't mm-hmm. work you know, that way. Uh-huh. It took me a while to figure it out, though. Uh-huh. It took me a while to figure it out because I thought that the... The the board I had, I just was working like they sold it to me. I didn't realize that I could like like really, really kind of like make it my own. I only learned that shit when I started dealing with D with DAWs, and and um when I started using my SQ one as my trigger for reasons, I realized I couldn't be stopped. I mean, real, the SQ-1,
0: I've seen the SQ-1 like one time in my life, you know what I'm saying? And I figured it worked the same way. <clears throat> I figured it works the same as the s 10 you know. It has it does. Yeah, you, you can load up, you load up your sounds in it, and it also, was like, stands alone or whatnot. But you could use it all the time with, like... With a worthy drum machine
1: a, a majority of the beats That you heard That I made That you actually really like That was like a, a S, That was SQ1 Goddamn MIDI To a Rolling MC909 Oh
0: That was That's nice
1: You know what I'm saying I was able to sample In short form also had all my sounds that came with the SQ1, but then I had the sounds that came with the what's the name? I never used the sounds I out, out, out of the SQ1. But the latency. The, the latency, latency. The latency was a motherfucker. It never played no games with me, G. Now we can talk producing all day, man. But niggas can talk shit about what they what, what the fuck they want to do. But latency is a motherfucker, man. Yeah. That time and shit, if you can't yeah. if you can't get that shit down pat... You're not really even playing what
0: you wanna play. And latency is just for 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 folks who don't for folks who's listening who don't know what that is, that means the time in between the machines. I mean it's mid but it's a whole different matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those who have recorded on Pro Tools, you know what low level latency is, you know what I'm saying? And you have to get that adjusted before you record anything. I learned by trial and error. Yeah, because <laughs>
1: anal- you started an analog. Yeah. And you can talk to people about digital, what they do now, because the computer algorithm is doing it for uh-huh. them. But when you actually have to be like, oh, shit, I got to change this, 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 yeah. that, that, and that, you gotta, just to get it You got to right. change so,
0: presets and all.
1: So, just so my computer understands what I want. It's a different story, man. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? It, diff- it, it makes you get more technical.
1: But when, you, but when you get, the funny thing about that shit, D-Rock, it's so funny, man. If you try too hard, man, you become unoriginal because music mm. is never
0: that perfect, man. See, now when I say this, people people start the argument with me. Like, you know, it's all robotic It lacks soul and everything Music is never that
1: perfect, man I I tell everybody this shit No matter what, man, like on some real shit I love A lot of people's music, man No matter what the fuck they make But I see the absence of groove That's all I will say I see the absence of groove I hear Preciseness, I hear Good lyrics, good mixing, good beat All that type of shit Shit, man. Sometimes I just be in, I sometimes I just get out the shower, goddamn, and listen to some goddamn fucking Donny Hathaway, or uh, goddamn Bobby Womack and shit. And I'm nigga, I be right at there dancing naked. Ain't nobody up there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. I just got out the shower and I'm just dancing naked. And you know what? Y'all niggas' music can never make me do that. <laughs> <laughs> understand that y'all niggas don't want y'all music to make me do that. I get don't don't worry about what that shit looks like to you. The point I'm trying to say is, is that it ain't no fucking groove in y'all shit. The shit is too cut and dry, so I just get out, I get out the shower, I'm listening to the music, I'm like, oh shit. Aye, right, man who I got beef with today. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it has made you angry now. Yeah, like like who I got beef, who the fucking with me today? Man, people, did, people, did this people. bitch call me back or did she not? Oh, did, did, did this? Is this nigga talking shit? Now, hold on, let me check my fucking Instagram, Instagram. and see what this nigga said. Yeah. Let me do all that type of shit. And in actuality, I really, really be wanting that feeling of goddamn like, nigga, you should, like Bruno Mars is, has made it made y'all niggas understand that shit and he's doing it in a very very generally whack way but that's besides the point that's okay? besides the point no because I, I appreciate Anderson Pop being there to pick up the back you know
0: what point. and we, know what we, we, we could talk about that a minute you know what I'm <laughs> saying because like I
1: appreciate Anderson because,
0: because the public reaction to the Silk Sonic album has been kind of like you know it's a little Christmas. If, if 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 the physical album would have had dropped, like if this was like maybe twenty years ago and the physical album dropped, then this would be a lot of people's Christmas present. Or something like that. It would like it that. Would've it would've been, be a lot of people's been. Christmas present and it'd be, you know, it'd probably be circulating. But like, you know, the public reaction to it, it's like, Yeah, yeah, it's hitting, it's good. It's got, you know, two or three days and then like when the weekend hits it's on to it's on to something else. It's on to something else. But I think we I think we had a terrible
1: place.
0: I don't want to get in depth with that but no, just, I'm just just, saying, I just was, that you brought in Anderson Park oh, uh yeah. uh the man, the pairing. The pairing with Bruno Mars and Anderson Park, I think it, it it is good for Bruno because it brings him up so levels like you know Anderson is, I agree. Is, is a certain is a certain level. So, I know, agree. I think somebody somebody in the boardroom talked that up.
1: No, not not even somebody in the boardroom. But you know, Anderson Park was um was was, was a drummer for him. Yeah. So like they already had like a a musical, um, some
0: sort of chemistry.
1: Some sort of chemistry with one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the fact that, goddamn, let's just be real. Like Anderson Park is a better artist than Bruno Mars. He is. He is. You know what I'm saying, he and, is. and what it really, really comes down to is that Bruno Mars is a is a solo singer, and Anderson Park is a musician.
0: Right. So it's
1: like when you do, it's like kind of compare. It. People won't think about this shit till later on in life or whatever when we all get way, way older. But it's like comparing Michael Jackson to Prince. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Anderson Park uh, is Prince, man, and Bruno Mars could be Mike, man. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, this dude, he's gonna. Bruno Mars is going to deliver as far as the vocals and as far as making sure he's on point um, from from a studio standpoint and from a mixing standpoint, but somebody got to come up with the dope ideas, and the person that's coming up with dope ideas is Anson Puck, and just like goddamn Prince, he was the one who came up with dope ideas, so that's basically what it is, so if Prince and goddamn... I think we live in a lucky time, man. If if Prince if Prince and Mike made an album together, that's actually what we would be we'll be listening to what we listen to right now. Yeah, right now, it's guaranteed, guaranteed. That's what we'll be listening to, man. And to be to go back to what we was talking about earlier, that's what we was listening to when the Jackson 5 wasn't really the Jackson 5, when it was really just Mike and goddamn and Jermaine. And you heard Heartbreak Hotel? <laughs> I swear to God, man! Heartbreak Hotel is like literally my favorite song by Michael Jackson. Maybe that that might not be anybody else's favorite song, but that's mine. My favorite song by Michael Jackson, is Heartbreak Hotel, man! Baseline, stupid, goddamn. Just got a nice vibe to it and shit. It seemed like a black man should own a Lamborghini when he's listening to that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like for real, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, Yo. Supposed to drop top to that shit, G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the core cool event. That's, you know the, ride. that's yeah. the ride. That's the ride. That's the ride. That's what you ride. You supposed. you supposed to, you're supposed to be in the drop to that. Uh, the Caprice. And that's why <laughs> that's why that's why I love I love that fucking song. And um
0: that stuff you, still
1: didn't answer your, you still didn't ask yeah, your question. Yeah, you, because it come, came come back we, around. Okay. About,
0: come back around. You're talking about the machinery, right? Your machinery. All right. Yeah. Now we get to. I already said what was the first one I played on. Like, all right. Let me finish that story. When I seen the DR5 and the, uh, the SP202, this is what initially hooked me to go ahead and get one because um, I started playing on it. I started playing on it. I was playing on the t on, on the two o two first, and the buttons light up, you know, when you push them. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was like some. Which seems cool. Yeah, I thought it was like some real attention getting type stuff. Yeah, right there. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you kind of like remember what pad you put this sample on. Yeah, this you know what that. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. this is this this is this. When I got to the dr two dr five. And it's MIDI to the two oh two. And I'm hitting buttons over here and this one moves and it and yeah, I'm like, whoa, that's mitted.
1: But the sounds were good too, man. The and sounds
0: I mean you getting with every rolling drum machine, you getting everything that they ever made. At a print at, at a at a small in the box, um, in the small box form that's that's yeah. portable. And people just wasn't on that. Back then, like how they on it now. It took it took a while for yeah, folks like, to get like on. When that. I had
1: the nine oh nine, people didn't realize that in the phantom and the nine oh nine was the same machine.
0: Right. Right. Along with everything else. The SP eight oh eight EX, they was really pushing they was really pushing. What was towards, the rare
1: one, man? I, I I started to buy one. I forgot the name of it. What was the rare one that had the like the um the yield sign buttons on them? What was what was that shit? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was a rolling, man. I'm trying to man. think. It was a rolling?
0: Yeah, man. It they was, had the yield sign button.
1: Yeah, and it was like a square, but they, they was pointed at the bottom, man. And it was a red machine.
0: I think I named it. I think that was the... Uh, you know home. I got a 909 upstairs. You so got you a know. 909 upstairs, so I know what that is. I know yeah. what that is. That was the uh, SP... That was the SP-808EX, which is like, you know, it was designated as their remix. You know, it was for remixes and stuff. Um, I'm trying to take on another one that they did. They had a whole SP series right there. Uh, what the Bugs with the year sign on?
1: I'm man, saying. that yeah. shit was red. They made the, all the machines in red, and they had that like little kind of yield sign. Oh, you
0: sure? Oh, you? Are you sure? It was in what? It was the, like a R. It R I think
1: it was like RX something. I don't. I'm not really sure. Man. AR. No, that's the. A-R-X. No, you
0: think about the Insonic, the uh, ASRX. I,
1: maybe I'm thinking with about. With the
0: buttons, the-, the buttons were in keyboard layout. They was in the keyboard layout.
1: I might be thinking about. Yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were beasts. One thing that was wrong with the L with the SRS was uh the sequencer. Yeah, no nah, The Sequencer wasn't good. Inside, it was like, Insonic always
1: made you work too hard for, for sequencing, man. <laughs> but it was sink in like like listen, this is the thing I learned about it about about Insonic equipment and shit. Like right. the one thing I learned about that shit was once you realize like what how that shit worked, it worked just like the MPC. It worked just like the NPC, but you had to goddamn, like, you had to chase that ghost down the fucking road to get that shit popping like that. Because once that shit got locked in, you was good, but you had to know. You had to know all that truncating and quantization and all that science that you need to know about sounds and all that type of shit. You had to do that shit. Fucking NPC was like, nigga, man, we got you. We got you. We got you. We got you. You ain't got to sit here. Nigga, just think about the music. The window button. Yeah, you know what
0: I'm saying? Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. We got everything. Like, yeah. But just go to main. Just go to main. Yeah, it's going to yeah. take you here to the sequencer. Inside. The sequencer. you looking at the sequencer yeah. 90% of the time. God. Yeah, until you go to a sampler. Everything is... Everything is mapped out for it's, you. It's mapped out NPC. for you,
1: and I hated that shit. And I hate it. I swear to God, I hate that shit because I, I they like. They try to get
0: you to make the beat, you know. I like, yeah,
1: but I, I know that, and you're right. You're right, Maggie. You you're like, you ain't never. They like, don't waste no time. Like they're you know trying to no get you to be to be your best yeah. self.
0: Uh, uh, our Kai is like, you got the MPC. You pay two grand for it. All right. This is what you work for. Duh. Everything else, everything else you learned up to this this point will be be employed here.
1: You know, it seems like a nigga from Yale and a Japanese dude sitting in with each other. Exactly. Saying, bro. Um, guess what? We're gonna make this shit easier for everybody. <laughs> Regardless of the fact, it's like putting paddle shifters on a goddamn Ferrari. Yeah, you know
0: what I'm saying? yeah, like, yeah. Like, you,
1: you said you knew how to drive, but you don't really have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what that shit is. But like, I hated it because like Ryan was so dope on it, and like you so dope on that shit, and like. Um, Eastside's so dope on it. And so then, so when I was, like, making beats and shit, I was like, fuck y'all. Like, fuck all y'all niggas and y'all MPC game. I'm gonna stick with goddamn fucking, I'm I'm gonna stick with Rolling. So I'm gonna get the 909 because nine that bitch got a hard drive. And I'm just gonna fuck with that.
0: Rolling ain't, ain't a bad, ain't a bad brand to, uh... Oh no! Rolling is Roland is gold. I don't care what somebody or nobody, anybody nobody says, man. Ever start, Nobody's ever gonna stop.
1: Nobody's ever gonna stop rolling for
0: the eight hundred eight is 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 forever, man.
1: It belongs to them.
0: The right? hi hat is forever. The electric, like, wait, let's go back. Let's just talk about rolling for a minute, man. Okay, sure. A lot of people's first drum machine or keyboard might have been pretty much a rolling product. I know for me, uh, like. I'm trying to finish this story right now. When I when I was playing around with the D R five. That was a boss. D R five was boss or rolling. Boss is a rolling brand. So same you thing, say right? rolling. Yeah. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: Alright. When I went to MMI Music around October
1: two thousand place like that. <laughs> Shit felt like he's walking into, <laughs> into a warehouse, yeah, into a dusty warehouse. This is terrible. It's like, oh, for, for real, nigga, you yeah. want to make music? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we going to take you to the back, nigga. Yeah, what the fuck you got yeah, going on? Yeah. yeah, They're
0: going to send you some guns. They're going to send you no. gonna, there's a kilo in the back way for you. No, when you walked awesome. up ahead and you saw me
1: with my gun <laughs> on the porch, it's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck going on here? Like, nigga, ain't no beef. We just got beats right here, nigga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when you go in there, like you know, everybody, you know, it was probably like maybe two people at the cashier. One one person knows something and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, and and it, it was it's always it's one nigga it's,
1: that know too much. It's
0: one nigga that know too much.
1: <laughs> Damn
0: It It was one nigga that knew too much. <laughs> so hey, buddy, you interested in this? Yeah, I want I want this I want this uh this DR two hundred two. Here we go. Here we go into the DR two hundred two. Now, I'd have gave up on looking for the DR five. I'm reading, I'm reading Recording Magazine, Engineering Magazine, she just got the Mixed Man, Mixed Man. There was everything. It. it
1: wasn't even, it wasn't even in stock. It wasn't even in stock. It wasn't even in stock. And that shit probably like three ninety nine or four ninety nine somewhere up
0: in there. Somewhere yeah. up in there, it yeah. was yeah. like you know, you spin a grip. Yeah, you could come off off for five. Spend a whole check. And that's what then, I did. I well, mean,
1: niggas were getting paid five five twenty five an hour working at their jobs, prospectively back in them days. Back bro. then, talk about you talk about ninety nine two thousand.
0: Yeah, Dude. yeah, yeah. You getting you getting six at least six. I was getting six dollars an hour working at Circuit City. Exactly, bro. <laughs> getting paid every two weeks. So Thank you. so so. I was
1: reading. We've been good at Circuit City. Sold beat machines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if they sold them, if they sold them, so. I get up in MMI and I I, I, I down that D R two The uh the DR two or has got a sequencer and everything. It's got like uh keyboard sounds.
1: But it already got sounds bass in it, so sounds. you can start you can start a beat without worrying about manufacturing um sounds outside of it. You like, ain't I'm got to worry about, right about nothing about, outside. You no, know, I can start a little beat. In other words, you know what? Real shit. I'ma let you get exactly yeah. right yeah. back to your Go start. Ahead. Go ahead. Go but ahead. I just wanna say this. If you was any halfway sort of fan, if you from the south and you was any halfway sort of sort of fan of what the fuck Master P was doing at that time,
0: you could do it with. Did you know
1: that you can do that shit with you that could do machine? It, you could
0: do it with the DR two hundred two. You could okay. be beat You could be a one man beats by the pound. Exactly. With the DR two hundred two. That's all
1: we thought at that time. That, but I'm just gonna be real.
0: But if you was in the south, let me add this. Let me add this. Just like how you spoke on the DR two hundred two, it can meet it up to anything. Excuse me, the D R five. You can That's meet it. Beautiful. You can meet it at D 202 mm-hmm. with the S P two oh two. Now you got you got MPC.
1: Now you got baseline. You got you got baseline and you can sample. Yeah, you can sample That
0: was right up my alley, so I put the D R two O two on Layaway right then, first day I got up in there. Mm-hmm. And I think I got it off layaway probably like before Thanksgiving. And then like one of those other times I got paid after that I went in there and paid cash money for the uh, SP202
1: I want to ask you a question t rock go ahead man you got the flow do you think as producers both of us as producers do you think that we should ask the questions that would change niggas lives because they never thought about it or should we just leave them spinning in the wind and not really knowing what they could be doing.
0: If we did, the second thing that you said, we be rich as a motherfucker. <laughs> we be two rich motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't tell them, if we didn't, if we didn't tell them, mm-hmm. we be rich. But because we choose to tell them these 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 things that change their lives, it makes it puts us up higher, and it makes them better.
1: You know what's funny? In the Is long that,
0: run, that's the that's the move.
1: And and you know what's funny? That's the reason why I asked you that. Because I think that's actually shit, that's the answer that I would wanna hear. Because in all honesty, man Okay, so I'm on this I'm on a producer's group on mm-hmm. Facebook. Right, right. right. And um, I thought that everybody on this producers group was gonna be people that already which feeling themselves is gonna be telling me, oh, this is how I make beats and this, that, and the other, and it ended up being the complete opposite. It ended up being people like, I want to realize how to make beats and then, and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah. blah. And then so I was like, oh shit, um, I could tell them honestly how this shit really works, and being a music producer is not about, it's not about goddamn, like, how people really, really inherently see music. It's about how you inherently deal with artists. It's about what do you want to bring to the community as a music producer so that people understand what shit sounds like sonically. In other words, like, don't be a little dick porn star. <laughs> don't
0: be don't be a three inch killer.
1: <laughs> like at the end of the day, like know what you chose to do, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Like right. know, know what you chose to don't do. Don't front the role for us. Yeah, don't 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 fuck with everybody else and ch- try to make the game look whack because goddamn you couldn't stand up to what the game really is. I give props to the niggas that I know goddamn went ham. I niggas I know where I am, like fucking goddamn, fucking goddamn Toomp, my nigga, like, Shh.
0: dude. You know I I some of our <clears throat> stories, some of our stories remind me, you know what of, I'm saying, of those stories that Toomp told how he got in the game, like you know the first records he produced, like you know, and I remember reading one when, when he was in Scratch Magazine, and going through the same dilemmas kind of like you know what you said Ryan was doing like he'll make a beat over here what you could be doing on a on a bigger board you doing it on this one thing here Mm -hmm. alright Toom had the earlier versions of some stuff like the uh, the the emu emulator that was the earlier version of like um the S P twelve,
1: huh? Nigga I had that too.
0: And he had that he had the TR eight oh eight or whatever. He was and he was making beats. I remember Emu was, was,
1: remember Emu was a shit too, by yeah. the way. You know, what yeah, I
0: mean? yeah, yeah. He was making beats for folks like Raheem the Dream and stuff. And for one beat he Dude, was haven't
1: we been talking for almost Forty two minutes. It's been forty two,
0: forty two and a half minutes. We
1: can talk
0: about hip hop all day, though. It's all day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's effortless. Man, but God bless you. If God bless you too. Uh, but Tunk would make the beat on two different machines because he didn't know MIDI. Mm. Yeah. So and then like one it part it of somehow. the beat would be over here and then mix it somehow and then mix it somehow and the beat would be and another Dude. beat he would make the other pattern on a on another machine and then you know. That's, Bro, me,
1: Ryan, that's me and, that, that's me and
0: that, Ryan That's that nigger rig and shit, y'all. Listen, man,
1: me and Ryan, <laughs> me and Ryan sat down when when I had that line of tech mixer and shit, and I, I said all the niggas passed out in the living room, all that type of shit, man. I was I was like a um a junior in high school and all that type of shit, and all these niggas was asleep. And we was going through records. This same little what you looking at, these records right here and all yeah. that type of shit. Yeah. And you know I got more records in the back. It's records all over the fucking place Yeah And um We just grabbed our records That we was gonna fuck with And um We fuck with the line of and, and we was just hitting the sample Hitting the sample Hitting the sample Hitting the sample So we was doing the beats that you don't like That don't have no fucking drums Didn't have no drums Didn't have no drums But Finally a homeboy came through And And goddamn Had bought the DR5 for us And was like Nigga you can put some drums to that shit Woke up one morning, and it was a fucking beat playing at like seven o'clock in the morning. It seemed like Ryan hadn't even went to sleep. That was the moment right there in my life that I had saw. And he said, "That's for you and Tars." He was, and Tars woke up out the bed like we literally all sleep. It's two beds in the living room. I'm sleeping, nigga. I'm sleeping in in a wonderful fucking place, with dog, on Dolphin Street, nigga. Like I'm saying, on Main Dolphin Street, like. Fucking Victorian home and all that type of shit. Like I'm just, I'm. Just... Shout out to Crystal, man. You know, you know all the fun we had there, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm I'm sleeping there and all my homeboys fell asleep, woke up and they were like, and Ryan was like, man, duh, I made the y'all Motherfuckers were asleep and Tars were like, yep. That's what's up. We're going we gonna to call that shit Scorpion. I was like, what the fuck is a Scorpion? I was like, all right, then. You going to call Scorpion? I was like, I got to rap for it. And we sit there and we write that shit. And that was the first moment I realized how you can really MIDI equipment if you really give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. And, and, uh, but not DAWs, because we didn't have no computer, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. They'll never understand what it was. For niggas to to loop beats with masking tape or fucking scotch tape. Oh, you
0: talk about the old way, the old way Bro. by hand, Bro. by hand and making loop, hand making loops. Yes. Yeah. Bro. Yeah.
1: Niggas will never understand that shit. Niggas would never understand that shit. You can look me dead in my eyes, and I will look a, I would look a motherfucker dead in the eyes, and I could be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying damn, yeah, you went in this, that, and the other, whatever, whatever, and I respect you and I understand that shit, but you don't understand the hands-on shit that niggas really, 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 really to had get, to, to do. To get things so right. So when I tell yeah. you, when I tell you I fucked your bitch, I mean that shit, nigga. I fucked your bitch because I had to work hard for it. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm not even just saying that shit because goddamn, cause it's easy, nigga. I'm saying that shit cause I work hard for that shit, dog. Like, if I had to go get goddamn, fucking ninety ninety fucking rated tapes because goddamn they was metal and the other ones was plastic and I had to get the metal tapes mm-hmm. and the plastic, I, mean, I had to get and the plastic was bullshit and I had to get the metal tape, so I had to get high five nineties and goddamn cut that shit. Yeah, tape it, and then goddamn rewind.
0: Mm-hmm. Hit
1: goddamn fucking um record. Hit uh, record. hip pause. Hit record. Hit pause. Hit record. Hit pause. Just to get a loop up in there, and then cut that shit again so that shit transformed and was actually touching each other. And because we couldn't afford the equipment, bitch ass niggas don't know no shit. That- don't know shit about that, bro. So when I when I when I look at motherfuckers. And this is some real shit, D-Rock. When mm-hmm. I look at motherfuckers, and I talk about hip hop, even though Run DMC told my daddy that they was gonna be, that they was gonna make it, mm-hmm. even though, goddamn, I ran around the same cliques that Ja Rule and and them mother niggas ran around with in, yeah. in my hood before I even moved out here, even though, goddamn, I know rich boy, even though I know, goddamn. I know Mr. Big because I've been on songs with him too and all that type mm-hmm. of shit. All that shit being said, man, none of that shit matters until somebody can tell me that they actually give a damn about how hard you gotta work to make the perfect song, man. It's never, been about, it's never been about all that other shit, man. Because I know for a fact that you cannot rap a bunch of motherfuckers, but I will never in my life look you in your eyes and be like, you cannot rap me. I would never say that, cause no rapper never would. No rapper in this world ever would. That's the way. That's the way you grow up. That's what. That's how you come up. I would never say that shit. And if any, and if any nigga thought that, I wouldn't fuck. Oh, he man, he can rap better than me, but I'm, I, but I'm a glow up. No, really, nigga. So you selling pussy now, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, glow <with> cheap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is you saying? I think you sucking, bro? <laughs> and there's
0: a lot of that out there, you know. Yeah, man, you I ain't
1: mean. nothing to look me dead in my eyes and tell there's me. A lot of that, man. That down. nigga might be able to outwrap me, man. But if, when it comes down to it, goddamn. The streets gonna love me, <laughs> nigga. Streets love these hoes, nigga. The fuck wrong with you, man. It's not that goddamn mind, bro? I'm gonna keep that same energy, though, D-Rock. I right, promise you. Right. I'm gonna right, keep that right, same energy. Right the reason why? You supposed to. I'm gonna keep that same energy, man. That's the reason. That's that's how we. That's how we made goddamn, bro. I love I love my nigga goddamn my nigga Andre. I love that nigga dog because if it wasn't for him, we would never have got that RS bad league and I wouldn't know I would not have known how DJ man.
0: no sweat gotta shout him out. DJ no sweat DJ
1: gotta no shout sweat. him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I we would never have got that. I would never known or 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 had as much insight on the rappers in this city as whatever, whatever, but I promise you. I promise you, I swear to God my dude. DJ no swear he got, he know he got bodied by a, a fucking teenager when he tried to rap against me.
0: My bad, <laughs> bro. You know what I'm
1: saying? Got bodied by a New York nigga. I mean, just how that shit happened, nigga.
0: It happens, though.
1: It happens, man. It happens, though. If it happened to me, I would agree that you won, but it never happened. It wasn't that way, it dude. It
0: happens. We done lost, we done lost when it was like, I don't, I lost the battle. To my best friend, my man Don Palmer. That's how we got friends, that's how we became friends. actually. man, Kazi,
1: always be talking about Don Palmer. I'm scared of that
0: nigga, Don. Man, Don Palmer, man. If that
1: nigga be fucking with y'all like that, I never want to.
0: Don Palmer, rap with that nigga. hold on, Don Palmer. I already said that a well, no, couple well, episodes earlier. He got,
1: he got to come, he got to come through. I believe you met him once. I don't know, man. I believe, through. I
0: believe, I believe y'all admit, but yeah, yeah. When he comes, when no, he
1: comes, I'm cut on I'm cut I wanna prove something. I wanna cut beat something, nigga. Oh, he with that. Oh shit, versus Dead Sky J man versus Don
0: Palmer. This man, this man then wrote, this man then ghost wrote and wrote for uh, like the names in, nah, the, fuck that. in, in the industry. Dead Sky J yeah. versus
1: Don Palmer. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. Ah. Nah. Cause I'm, I'm owing nothing, nigga. Like I, I have not lost the battle. Yeah, lost Bring the him on. Don Palmer. <laughs> if you watch this shit, nigga, I want all the smoke, nigga. <laughs> if we if we click, nigga, if we click.
0: Don Palmer. Don Palmer. If we click, nigga. Don Palmer. I'm gonna need you to show
1: up like the rest of the niggas showed up.
0: Don Palmer is the one who put the battery in my back as far as on on how I'm on this show how I'm on my podcast game right now, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't nobody else but the power of God, you know, that pushed me and urged me to do this thing right here. And I just want to shine, light like, on the misfits, the underdogs, and people that don't get talked about in all these conversations that be never, that be going on. We
1: never didn't never tell the exact
0: truth, right? That's all that's all we didn't lie. That's gonna be the record. That's gonna be the tale of the tape right there. Did 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 uh did Met Metcalf lie? No. Did Conze eight thousand lie? No. No. Did Dead J lie? Hell no. Hell no. Nobody
1: lied.
0: Nobody that has guessed it on this podcast thus far has laughed. Except lied. for the
1: fact that I may lose a battle to that nigga I was just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that's true or not yet. That's, <sighs> just, that's just wishful thinking, dog. <sighs> Hold on, let me finish this.
0: Let me finish <laughs> this. <laughs> it goes back to the very first segment from this morning. I right. um uh, people get talked down, especially black men, they get talked down about starting a a podcast yes, but, but 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 <coughs> but don't know females get talked down about doing the only fans and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, like people make a joke out of, out of certain things, but a podcast may be one of those creatives. Yes, they do. <laughs> a podcast may be that man's outlet. Y'all be already be calling the police on the nigga and wearing the nigga to death about some, about some simple shit. Y'all trying to do this, man, like the last nigga that did. Y'all, I don't even know why I even got on that right there, you know don't what I'm saying? Don't,
1: don't worry, bro. Listen, <laughs> bro, you, you, can, you came off a dead stock house. And that was your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was your problem,
0: dog. It was curry chicken, man. Yeah, yeah no, curry chicken. With it, <laughs> yeah, you came off dead House and that
1: was your problem. But yeah, dog.
0: the whole problem was like nothing wrong with a dude starting a podcast. Okay, there's a. Should I be fixing
1: the curry chicken while I'm at it, though? I mean, you can. Okay, you can I'm man. do that, man. You can let, let you do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with a dude starting a podcast. Just like it ain't nothing wrong with a dude starting a career in music. If that's what's keeping him in the lab and creating and getting some money, leave that man alone. Like, for real. Like, you're talking about his podcast, but you're not promoting it. You're not promoting this mixtape. You're not promoting his uh, YouTube video. He's trying to be a comedian. Y'all, y'all actually couldn't catch down. Y'all are actually couldn't catch down when when you do things like that. Everybody, Every man ain't sorry out here. You know what I'm saying? Man, this could be the thing that'll get you an extra $10 on child support or something like that. Just a thought. Just a thought. Of course, there's people out here that's like doing there's a million podcasts out here everybody's doing some of the same things some people are gossiping some people are lying some people are cloud chasing that ain't what fresh of my fresh is doing you know and uh that's not what uh coffee and donuts is doing um is there anybody else i'm listening to that's not what um anybody else that I'm subscribed to, I, I ain't gonna try to name everybody and stuff, you know, that's not, that's not what, uh, Chris and Cuties are doing. Uh, shout out to, uh, Annie Baraka and Chandra and, um, also, uh, London Nikoli with the, um, Color Girl Shuffle, colorgirlshuffle.com and, and the Facebook page and stuff, like, you know, shout out to London Nikoli for, uh, getting out of Facebook jail. You spent, like, a good twenty four hours in there. I put some on your books. But brothers need support out here. I'm not crying for support. That's another thing. That's another thing, uh dead stop that The uh the psychological warfare about Facebook with the likes. With the likes and the uh, different react emojis does, and stuff like really, that, you know. It really
1: matter because when you, when you, when every single time that you notice that somebody likes something, it was <laughs> that they liked it too much. Nine times out of ten, man, somebody was made to look like a fool. So,
0: in, in essence, that this is why. Facebook is in talks about discontinuing the the haha emoji. Yeah,
1: yeah. like I, in in all honesty, like I rather somebody, I rather the six friends that actually really call me and talk to me, say something to me, or say something, or hit the like button and all that type of stuff. If I see too many likes, I knew that nine times out of ten, I might have did too much. So I just rather it be The people that care about me Giving a fuck about what the hell I said Man because In the honesty I might have just been in my feelings I ain't perfect so I might have just been in my feelings And I just said something that other people Just attach themselves to When I just could have talked to the person That I was really talking about Cause nine times out of ten, If I said some shit I knew the fuck I was talking about I could
0: be better. I'm gonna agree with that, and I'm gonna say the same too. I could, I could be better. I could be better too. I could be better too. People be thinking I'm just out online, head hunting.
1: You know. Dog you're not gonna do no you. And to be honest with you, you're not really, really gonna do no better And neither am I? You know what I'm saying?
0: So we both ain't shit, huh?
1: No, we both ain't shit. <laughs> Have you met me, nigga? What the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> We're not going to do better. We just have to talk to each other and try. (laughs) Fuck. Nothing beats a fail but a try, man. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Shit. On on
0: that note, man, (laughs) we ain't got but a minute, a whole minute left, man. You got anybody you want to shout out?
1: Man, I want to shout out my homeboy Diamondhead. I miss him, man. He, uh...
0: Oh, man.
1: I haven't seen him this year that much, man, because he's been under the weather, man. But I know he's going to be back good because God is good.
0: We got to find that guy. And
1: um, number two, I want to shout out to number seven, man, the number of completion, man. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to understand that when y'all start something, finish it. And once you finish it, I guarantee you that your life will be a better place before that. Don't worry about what people say. Start it, finish it. That's it, man.
0: How about that? I was saying... I was encouraging a lot of folks at the in the first segment to start something, start something and finish it. Happy New Year y'all.